Navani continued to kneel beside her prayer. The flames left a black scar in the shape of a glyph on the ground. Someone stepped up beside her, Renarin. He went to one knee, resting a hand on her shoulder. Thank you, Mashallah. She nodded, standing, her free hand sprinkled with the drops of red pigment. Her cheeks were still wet with tears, but she narrowed her eyes, looking through the press of soldiers towards Sadius. His expression was thunderous, face growing red, eyes wide with anger. She turned and pushed her way through the press of soldiers, scrambling up to the rim of the staging field. Renarin and some of the Sadius's officers joined her in staring out over the shattered plains. And there they saw a creeping line of men limping back towards the war camps, led by a mounted man in slate gray armor. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book one, The Way of Kings. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapter 69, <laughs> Justice. Um, we are mighty close to the end of the book. So if you uh, have not read this far in your reading of the book, I would suggest going back and reading chapter 69 before you listen to this episode, because we are going to be spoiling everything. And if you are exactly where you're supposed to be, which I really hope you are, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and I offered to buy him for 60 Ruby Bromes, you know, which is worth like 20 times the normal asking price for a podcaster. But his wife said, no dice. It's Jack. What's up, man? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. good. Like, uh, I've been some super jazzed right now. Six, I'm even throwing bromes. my hands up in jazz hands here. I'm jazz super hands. excited. Oh, yeah. It's a jazz what hands a, day. I'm I'm so psyched for this chapter, man. Like, I've been waiting all week this for it. Chapter. We've had to, like, you know, we, uh, we've had to um, reschedule a couple of times because of stuff going on here in the house. But yeah. I'm super excited we get to do this right now. This was the heavyweight champion, I think, of all chapters. All the in chapters? The way, in the Way of Kings. <laughs> Yeah, chapter 69, dude. Like, yeah. Justice is the bomb. It's pretty great, right? It is an amazing chapter. It really, I wish that... really is. Okay, so let's preface before we talk about the artwork and the, the, the death rattle and the, mm-hmm. the death quote and stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to say that I originally had planned on reading part of this chapter to you live. Yeah. But yeah. if I had to do that. It would have been like it would have been from the Kaladin's perspective. Whenever um, we'll get to it later, but when uh, Dalinar offers up the sword, yeah, um, I wanted to read that to you live because yeah. I really wanted the holy shit moment recorded yeah. on caught on tape, yeah, or caught on digital, I guess. Um, but <laughs> the the downfall would have been having to read to you live on the air the rest of the chapter, and then because yeah, the way that it, the we, um, we may have had to have. Uh, if you were to capture that, we could have captured it, I suppose, uh, by, you know, um, getting my reaction to it and then pausing and then... And then reading and then and having then to re-record finish, the and end. And then let yeah. me finish the reading and then, and then doing it that way. 
but that's okay. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I'm glad that we, the other reveal was amazing too. So I had a great time with that. Yeah. And, uh, this, but this chapter, like just when you think the book can't possibly get any better it, and it does, and it does in a very surprising way. And I, Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just jump into it. Um, so right off yeah. the bat, maybe let's cover the artwork first because it is beautiful. Yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. It it looks like um, well, it says here that that it's a rubbing, and of course, my first encounter with this kind of idea as a kid in 1989 was when I saw the film um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and mm-hmm. and he made a rubbing of the um, shield. Of the knight's right. shield that he was looking after, following his father's footsteps in the search of the Holy Grail. Um, so whenever, so immediately, um, just me reading charcoal rubbing, it just reminds me of that um, that adventure. Let me, and, and let me ask me, you something uh, here: Where does it say for you? Uh, it's a charcoal rubbing. So for me, in the uh, paperback, this would be page. It's not labeled there. So eleven eighty two. It's eighty one eighty eleven eighty. And it has a depiction of a man holding up a sword mm-hmm. with brilliant energy or light coming out of it in straight lines. Right. He's surrounded by people. And there is also a, a glow about this man's or this individual's head. And at the, yeah, some kind at of the halo. base of that drawing, it says charcoal rubbing of a relief of Nalan Ellen carved on the wall of His Majesty Elokar's huh. Colon's palace in the shattered plains. See, that's really cool because I don't have that on my hardcover. Oh, well, I have the picture here. I'll show you. Yeah. We can check this out in the uh, pod, but I have the picture. Yeah. But no, no No writing on the bottom. No caption. Interesting. Show me yours. Let me see yours. (laughs) Show me yours and I'll show you mine. Oh yeah. See, you have the extra. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, right. Oh, look at that. I got a couple extra wordsies in my version. I feel like I'm a first-time reader. <laughs> hey, I'm glad I could bring you the charcoal rubbing of I know, it's Nalan great. Ellen. Nalan Ellen. Nalan Ellen, carved mm. on the wall, yeah, of uh, El- Elicar Colon's palace on the Shattered Plains, circa 1173. I just want to say that the artwork of this um, paperback just amazing, amazing work, mm-hmm. I think, um, to depict and and, um, and uh, get the readers thinking and imagining. And especially that cover. Now that the last, the previous chapter, the ending of that chapter, oh, like what a way to interpret that cover now. I just cannot believe yeah. it. I really hope that that was consciously chosen. I'm sure that it was. I mean, I, I can't think that it be. wasn't, right? There's no... Oh, it must be. It must be. Yeah. It's just amazing. Anyways, um, Justice, chapter 69. Death quote, all Mm -hmm. is withdrawn from me. I stand against the one who saved my life. I protect the one who killed my promises. I raise my hand. The storm responds. Mm -hmm. Um, I was wondering if this was, uh, perchance relating to Sadius. I stand Maybe. against the one who saved my life. Like he's standing stand... against the one who saved his life. Right. 
Dalinar has. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that that one sentence makes sense, right? Um, I protect the one who killed my promises. Not so much. Well, I, I, so it, it kind of oscillates. I protect the one who killed my promises could be from Dalinar's perspective. Right. Right. These, like we've said before, these death rattles, these, uh, death yeah. deliriums are, um, so. Nebulous. Um, and Non-specific and vague. That yeah. They could mean almost anything. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of up to us to read into them, I yeah. think. Well, that's what I was, was reading into it a little bit is, uh. Mm-hmm. Sort of going between the, these these characters, and certainly I was thinking about Sadius, um, yeah. and and then the storm responds to this. Mm-hmm. So to this, these betrayals of man, these either adherences to codes or lack thereof, and then the storm mm-hmm. uh, reacts to all of that. Anyway, I thought that was cool. Navani is yeah, uh, where neat. we start off in this chapter. Yeah. Um, what had she heard? Was it just rumor or? Was it real? So she was hearing that something had happened in the, um, on the Shattered Plains. Yeah. Um, I don't think she quite knows the news at this point. Um. Well, she, it sounds like she's. No. She's been hearing rumors that some kind of disaster happened. Yeah, that was messy. But she doesn't know exactly anything. I like how she notices that Sadius's camp is messy and poorly laid out, as it is said, compared to Dalinar's. Yeah. Um, which mm-hmm. had neat, neat lines and scrubbed buildings. I like that. That was, I think that was something else that, that Kaladin early on, very early on had noted as well when he was walking amongst he the war camps. As he was soon thinking, as he got there. Yeah. He was like, what? Like, this is the way soldiers are conducting themselves. This is not. Yeah. This is not what I had aspired to or signed up to be a part of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that. Um, so she's thinking to herself, he'll be fine. He, he'd better be fine. Um, but she right. doesn't quite know. I don't think at this point, at the beginning of the chapter, um, when she's looking at all of Sadius's men return, she can't help but notice they don't look like they've just suffered a disaster. Yeah. And so I like that, that, um, that she's, you know, kind of confused right off the bat as well, that when she's looking at them returning and, and she's thinking like something is already amiss. Yeah. Um, it says here, uh, there's soldiers without blood on their uniforms, men chatting and laughing, officers walking down yeah. lines and dismissing men squad by squad. Yeah. That should have relieved her. This didn't look like a force that had just suffered a disaster. Right. Instead, it made her even more anxious. Yeah. Observing and then she says right away Sadius that Sadius's un- armored is unmarred. Unmarred yeah. red, red shard plate. Yeah. Cal noticed that too. Um, I, when I was rereading this, I, a word popped into my head and I, I mean, maybe it's because, maybe it's because I'm just completely like consumed by this book. Uh, but by not by his soldiers not looking like they actually fought, yes. Sadius has made a, a grave mistake here, and the word that popped in my mind was arrogance. <laughs> like Shalon said yeah. previously in yeah. the book, yeah. this is arrogance, error. but yeah, it's yeah. also an error on his part because he he's he's flaunting this. Yes, he doesn't care, but he's making an error and not not even making it look plausible. 
Well, you know, well, you know what's crazy is that I was thinking along those lines too, but as we find out in this chapter with the dialogue, Sadius isn't concerned in the, in the least. No, he doesn't about he, hiding any of this. No. So so he, he didn't feel a need to, you know, okay guys, uh so just so you know, we're not fighting anymore, but I'd kind of like you to look like you were fighting. So yeah, like ro- roll if you around, could roll around in the creme a little bit, just grab some creme. Like, hit uh, each other's armor with your swords and stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. so that everything looks dented. <laughs> Ding He didn't care at all. Yeah, no, he didn't care at all. Like yeah. zero. No. I think there's a phrase zero fucks given. I think yeah. that's Sadius. Like he's yeah, hanging he, on to his fucks. Absolutely. Basically. Yeah. He's he, there. He's too greedy. That's those fucks are his. He's not giving them out. He's not giving those away. <laughs> <laughs> Dag, Dab Nabbit or Dag Nabbit. <laughs> um, right. So, and that's, that's the thing that disturbs me most about this. This chapter is that is Sadius's disposition, his lack of caring mm-hmm. that anything is wrong here. The way think, he addresses Dalinar when he first sees him is like, "Are right. you kidding me?" Yeah, I like, know, right? Like as if nothing is amiss. Like, anyways, we're we're not we're not there. We're 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 at the. Um, at uh, Bonnie's introduction let's, let's to let's stay in this events, thought but... for a second here. Yeah, you let's wanna... stay in this thought for a second because even Dalinar says that this is how Alethes do it. Yes. Any one of the high princes, I think he says it later on to Elikar, yes. any one of the high princes would have pulled off the same maneuver if they could have. If they could have, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's been the Only culture. Only Dalinar would not have done it. Right. They have They have cultivated that culture, that way of being. The the, right. the light eyes have it's it it is their mm-hmm. way which is why um, Kaladin and others amongst the bridge crew um, have said things that are so dismissive of their kind so called their they, like these light eyes they all act the same and right and even and even with Sadius like I you know it it seemed a little out of sorts for Dalinar to use the bridgeman as I as I'd mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. under Sadius's uh, control. Um, but really, ultimately, the only two light eyes that that we've seen that behave honorably are Dalinar his and his two sons, and Navani. Right. Yasna, a little tricky. Well, I don't. I don't know. She can teach a lesson on whether or not. Uh, yeah. she's got. Uh... <laughs> but I think she, the I think the point for me here is is that yeah. um he is flaunting it. Sadius, I mean, Sadius is flaunting it because yes. he's fucking proud of this move. Let me think. You know about what I mean? That. He's proud he's of it. He's showing yeah. everyone else in the war camps you all know what I did. Look, we're look, our armor isn't even touched. I took care of the Blackthorn and I didn't even get touched in battle it's like he's it's he's flaunting it 
because this is yes, a that's if, a very, if Dalinar dies yeah. if if Bridgeford doesn't go back and save Dalinar and Adeline and the Colon army mm-hmm. this is an expertly done maneuver by Sadius let's not get ourselves mixed up here oh, we yeah. hate mm-hmm. this guy because he's the villain but this well, is a an brilliant expert tactician. move yeah. mm-hmm. yes no I, absolutely absolutely I mean mm-hmm. in terms of um in terms of chess, you know, in in setting up the board, yeah, it's 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 perfect. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to, I guess I guess it's not hard. It's 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 easy to acknowledge Sadius's accomplishment. It's just, it's especially maybe for me, uh, with a, as a first time reader, because my my emotions are just so. No, like so on in in the in the in the line of like I just I wanted Dalinar to <laughs> go toe to toe with this guy now. Like I thought I thought right. there was going to be a confrontation, and of course there was tension. Uh, you know, soldiers grabbing their swords, not knowing what to right. do, what right. is going to happen in this moment as they as these two men are talking. Um, kind of reminiscent of the confrontation with with Amaram. Right. Like anything could in have the, gone. In the tent. Yeah, in the tent. Like, is right. this what's going to happen? Um, and we'll get there. But okay, yeah. Let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves so here because there's a lot to ba- talk about later. So back to Navani. So, um, I like how it, it mentions here that she. Uh, so she she was mentioning as she's you know uh, walking amongst the camps and and taking all this in. Mm-hmm. Um, she she could remember being a young woman, playing the games expertly. Delighting in ways to mm-hmm. manipulate the system. What had that gotten her? A dead husband whom she'd never loved, and a privileged position in court that amounted to being put out to pasture. Right. So she's she's really got this position or this way of looking at her position of being, you know, like not, she, she hasn't got what she wants. You know, mm-hmm. um, neither in the husband that she chose and in the way that her new position is perceived in court. Right. So she's so very much like Kaladin and, and Dalinar. She's a very, she's unhappy with the way things are. So she's yeah. like all, like all three of those characters are really looking for a change. I think too that she's telling us how things didn't turn out great for her in this way mm-hmm. to just oppose how she feels right now in these right. moments about Dalinar. Right. Right now she actually has everything she wants. Well, she's got a man by her side that she loves or is falling in love with or or feels strongly for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's got her son her king's the, uh, the her son's the king and she's also got her hands dabbling in all this artifabrianism. So she's like she does have the things that maybe she wished she had back then. Yeah. But in this moment she's about to lose it all or at least part of it because Dalinar could be dead. And I think that's why she's bringing it up. It's like to show how she does have the life that now that she could possibly have wanted, but it could be all taken away from her again. Well, and, and it, and it appears that way because Renarin uh, shows up and says, Mashala, please. Um, he, he, he's, he, he comes up to her and and he's asking what, what have you heard? Right. And she was told that Sadius's army has returned without your father's army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's actually heading right over to Sadius. 
Right. So this is the part here where earlier we were like, oh, we don't really know what she knows yet, but what she's saying it to him. This is what I've heard. I've heard that Sadius returned without your father. There is talk of a route, though it doesn't look like these men have been through one. Right. I know. I hate all that. And so she's standing and she's standing there very impatiently (laughs) waiting to see Sadius. Um, Yeah. And he says, you may approach brightness. Yeah. You may approach like I, yeah. I'm the gatekeeper. Oh, that would have, if I was her, that would have been weird. And she says about time. And Sadius says, oh, this is rich. She, uh, he says to her, brightness, Navani. I had hoped to bring you the news at your son's palace. I suppose that a disaster like this is too large to contain. I express my condolences at the loss of your brother. Renarin gasping softly. Navani steals herself and folds her arms, trying to quiet the screams of denial yeah. and pain that came back, that came from the back of her mind. This was a pattern she was thinking. She often saw patterns in things. In this case, the pattern was that she could never possess anything of value for long. It was always snatched from her just when it began to look promising. Right. This is what we were just, just talking about. Like yeah. she says it herself now too, yeah. like... You know, things were just looking up for me and now this. And now this. And it so makes she... me really feel for her, man, because like, oh, yeah. you know, I, 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 I know that feeling of like, you know what, things are finally going well and then something happens and it puts you back. It's like, you know, two steps forward and three steps back, right? Like. So my grandmother always used to tell me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's life. Yeah. Two steps forward, three <laughs> steps back. You just got to keep walking ahead, I guess. Keep walking ahead. Or maybe you moonwalk backwards, because then I moonwalk. How does that work? I I I would say that I moonwalk very well, but it's it's bad. Do you really? I do. Can you do actually do the moonwalk? I can. I can do it. Oh my I god! I have gonna have to. We're gonna that. have to do a video of this and post it or something because I want to oh, see this. Oh. And I hope, I really hope that the video that you send me of you doing it is you pretending to walk on the moon where you're like doing these large jumps back and forth. I can moonwalk. I can moonwalk. Yeah. Check me out. Like the um, gravity over here is way less. She says, so she's scolding Sadia. She says, you will explain. And he says, right. I'm sorry, Brightness. The Parshendi overwhelmed your brother's army. It was folly to work together. Our change in tactics was so threatening to the savages that they brought every soldier they could, that they could to this battle surrounding us. And so you yeah. left Dalinar? We fought hard to reach him, but the numbers were simply overpowering. We had to retreat lest we lose ourselves as well. I would have continued fighting, save for the fact that I saw your brother fall with my own eyes, swarmed by Parshendi with hammers. They began carrying away chunks of bloodied shard plate as prizes, barbaric monsters. Navani felt cold and numb. She felt numb. Again, that I love that word. It's just With been so numb. prevalent toward the end of this this um, novel. After finally, yeah. finally making that stone-headed man see her as a woman rather than as a sister and now. And she says, I don't believe it. Yeah. So this, this whole... This this is a very complicated lie that he's coming up with because oh, now yeah. he's like saying, I saw him ripped apart... Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then later when we see that he, this guy's not ripped apart. He's not. Are you kidding me? I mean, okay. We, we shouldn't make this political, but I mean, come on. There are 
there are, are many characters in life, many humans in life. They're just not concerned with the truth. Mm-hmm. They're just absolutely just, it just doesn't bother if them at said, all. If he had said, like, uh, I um, I saw him get swarmed by mm. a group of them and he didn't come back up. Yeah. Well, then later on when he shows up, he's like, oh, you must have got out of that swarm. Yeah. <laughs> but I literally saw him ripped limb from limb. <laughs> That's a very specific carrying lie. Away, carrying away. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, he, but he's not, I mean, he just needs something that is final for her to believe. Yeah. Right? He, he, he just needs her to believe that Dalinar is, is done. And yeah. that they were overwhelmed. And that's quite simply the, the matter. That's it. Right. Um, I also like here that um, he calls the Parshendi barbaric monsters. Yeah. When in just the last chapter, or last episode yeah. for us anyways, um, Kaladin was like, these Parshendi are the most honorable warriors I've ever seen. The way they conduct themselves. And Sadius is calling them barbaric monsters, which I think in reality, Sadius is the one who's the barbaric monster here. Of course, here. of course. You know what I mean? With these lies and the way he acts well, I mean, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, not just him, the, 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 the way the light eyes treat each other. I mean, right. fighting a battle as, as disparate um, high princes that are willing to, you know, stab you in the back. Like it's, it's very, um, you know, it's Shakespearean at every turn, yeah. you know, it, and then that's, that's no way to like conduct yourselves <laughs> in a civilized society. It's like, you have these little, these little princedoms and they and they pretend at, at these galas and these, uh, these balls or, or get togethers. And then after, right. after the, 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 um, uh, the orange wine or the purple wine is drunk, then it's just back to backstabbing and, and thieving and, and murderous intent. It's crazy. Right. It's, it's yeah. horrible, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the Parshendi, like that story is, I think far from over with regards to what I hope I find out about the Parshendi. I hope that that story continues on, um, past this, this novel. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, I want to point out here that, uh, so she says, I, I, I don't believe it. Right. And he says, I understand that this news is difficult. He says, I wish I had not, um, been forced to bring it to you. Dalinar and I, well, I've known him for many years. And while we did not always see the same sunrise, I considered him an ally and a friend. They will pay for this. I will see that they pay. I'm <laughs> like... I, lo- I just, I cannot believe this guy. Like, as I was reading this for the first time, yeah. of course, I'm just barreling forward, reading every, every, um. And he's, he, he's like, you know, dripping with lies here, but it's, it's actually very eloquent. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, he's, uh. Like the, we don't see the same sunrise. I really love that. I think that's a really, really nice turn of phrase, but it feels so disgusting coming from him. Oh, it's, it's brutal because it's, it's his, I know I've used this before, but maybe there's another word for it, but, um, not didactic. Yeah. He's, he's just very duplicitous, like, and, Mm. and, um, dangerously so like he's, you know, he's, um, manipulative in a way that also uses her emotions too. Like he's preying upon what he knows about her too. Mm -hmm. And it would, it would feel better to her if he were to say things like I considered him an ally and a friend. Right. Like he's like, <laughs> anyways, just 
He's being horrible. Is what he's being. He's being awful. Yeah, he is. Um, Renarin, uh, Renarin here is taking it pretty badly. Yeah, he was yeah. trembling. He says, grasping his head yeah. in his hand, staring at the ground. Um, and that's when Renavani uh, realizes, like, oh my god, the Renarin's the high prince now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Navani calls to McCall. I think she says, um, brush pen. The thickest one and my burn ink. This is really cool. Navani begins to yeah. to paint a glyph. The guard stared as Navani took the pen and dipped it into the blood-colored ink. She knelt and began to paint on the stone ground. Art mm-hmm. was about creation. That right. was its soul, its essence, creation and order. You took something disorganized, a splash of ink, an empty page, and you built something from it, something from nothing, the soul mm-hmm. of creation. I love that. I thought that was amazing. Navani it's paints really neat, a eh? prayer into the stones themselves, this glyph. And what does the glyph stand for? Um, justice. It's justice, exactly. Yeah, it's the, Soldiers um, the there glyph is, is yeah. Thath. Which is completely yeah, symmetrical. I was looking for that word. Thath. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like she she says she says here in her in her monologue she's like, "What was a prayer if not creation? Making something where nothing existed, mm-hmm. creating a wish out of despair, a plea out of anguish." I love mm-hmm. that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bowing one's back before the Almighty and forming humility from mm-hmm. the empty pride of a human life. Oh, that's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Something from nothing, true creation. Yeah, and something really nice. from nothing, of course. Yeah. Bridge, bridge four. Bridge four. Something from nothing. Pretty amazing. Her tears mixed with the ink. Like, this is really powerful. So this is an amazing moment. Mm-hmm. Um, she bows her head before the prayer. It was only a single character, but a complex one. And yet you're right, Thath Justice, which is the title. And... I didn't come up with an, an alternative title. It's been tricky to come up with the last few because they've just been so appropriate. Um, yeah. So I haven't really put a lot of time into thinking of alternate titles, admittedly, but hopefully I'll... The other thing res- too, I think that. for you is that um, when a chapter is particularly not um, super entertaining and, and action-packed, you can right. dwell on kind of the hidden meanings of that chapter and right. kind of extrapolate something more deep <clears throat> for you. But right. like these cha- these last few chapters have been just nonstop amazingness. Oh. So it's like, you know, hard to well, really dwell on the, everything. It's the Sanderlanche. Like as, as you're in yeah. the avalanche going down the mountain, it's hard to reflect on the trees and things going by. You're mm-hmm. just more just trying to keep on top of the snow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Um, a cold breeze began blowing after she finishes this mm-hmm. whipping at penance and cloaks the prayer went out but that was fine mm-hmm. it wasn't meant to burn long bright lord Sadius, another voice calls Navani looks up uh, at the runner in green um, mm-hmm. Renarin comes over and thanks her for the prayer Yes, he says, thank you, Mashallah, yeah, for that. So that was a nice little touch. And again, it shows that I think that like in a previous chapter, it was a while back where Navani had exhibited a little bit of interest in Adeline and who he was dating. Here is yet another example that she is playing or or becoming that mother figure for these boys. Mm. 
Yeah. She cares about these kids. Yeah. It's awesome. She looks over at Sadius and Sadius's expression is like whatever this runner came and told him, which we know what it is, but whatever the runner came and told him um, is making his expression thunderous. Sorry. I have to interrupt here. I just, I just had a total goosebump moment. What? Is it is it possible that Navani is the mother of, of either one kids? of these boys? Yeah. Is it possible that? Oh, I'm. <laughs> I'm I, I don't think this is right. But is it possible that um, in forgetting that these two had an affair? And it was such a heavy shame on Dalinar that he elected to use the old magic to forget so that he could hmm. continue being himself. That's a, that's a really great theory. I'm, I'm actually going to write it down in my notes here so that I don't forget this. Like, like what if, like, what if Navani knows, cause she can bear the burden. It's okay for her to to bear the burden of now this is one of my crazy theories so who knows i don't know are you <laughs> thinking i'm both? just thinking out loud and i'm like one wow, of these kids is that a, another reveal that's coming in another book like holy jeez i'm freaking out but i mean who knows i don't know like what if yeah like like what if what if renar and 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 adeline are navani and dalinar's kids and the wife that he chose to forget is like like did okay i guess i guess the only thing i would need to know is no because th- that makes no sense because um sadius ha- had described his wife correct i think so, so yeah and navani navani and him had a conversation about about his wife and navani and him had a conversation but but see again that conversation on be on the part of Navani could be her covering for herself like saying yeah she was very you know what I mean like it it could I don't, I don't know I'm just thinking out loud I, I don't I just wrote it down I'm I don't uh, think uh, it fits Joel's gonna it's, get a kick out of crazy, this one so it's a crazy theory but I don't know yeah I like I like crazy theories yeah. bring them all on I like it okay so I don't know um so yeah um Sorry, so, so Sadius's but... face uh, expression changes completely here yeah, he thunderous, uh, his eyes says. are wide with anger yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Navani pushes herself towards the edge oh, of where the war camp is, is so she can yeah. overlook the shattered plains. And there they saw yes. a creeping line of men limping back towards the war camps, led by a mounted man in slate gray armor. Dude, <laughs> I was just so thrilled at that description. We get a point of view change. It's Dalinar riding on Gallant. 2,653 men. The fact that they're all accounted for, like I almost half expected the chapter to begin with all of their names. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just an amazing way to, to communicate that, you know, he's coming back with his men that he will protect and that he will fight for. Um, right. That was all that remained of his assault force of 8,000. It's a huge loss. Like, it's all those men. It's like you said with Sadius, like, he has accomplished, you know, not only taking care of the Blackthorn without 
without so much as raising his sword against him. Right. But he's decimated his army in half. Even right. even even this failure is still a success. It's still an unbelievable success in terms of high prince right. against high prince. I'm sure Sadius would have rathered the high prince <clears throat> and his son not come back from this battle. However, he took care of a huge chunk of his men. And so now Dalinar's standing is way weaker than it was, you know, 24 hours earlier. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, his insides, this is, I think this is Dalinar they're talking about. His insides were still a tempest of emotions. Yeah. As he's, wa- he, he, it would take days to regrow his armor, as you mentioned la- last, uh, last podcast. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk a little more about that in the info dump. Okay, sure. Like okay. all the specific stuff. Sure. He intended but to I... confront Sadius and he wanted to be armored when he yeah. did it. In fact, right. he wanted to storm up to the incline to Sadius's war camp and declare formal war on his old friend, right. in quotes. Perhaps summon his blade and see Sadius dead, but he wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't. His son gave him the gauntlet to, to make sure that his father was fully armored. Um... I like what he says here that yeah. um, Adeline's like, you know, in a suit of armor, in a shard plate, um, age doesn't matter, but right. outside of it does. Adeline was younger, and, man. Yep. Right. So since Adeline is in his 20s and Dalinar is in his 50s, Dalinar should be the one that has the, the gauntlet to protect his hand and to be fully armored, whereas right. Adeline can kind of make up, because of his youth, he can make up the fact that he doesn't have that gauntlet. Right. I really like that. And it also gives us kind of an age idea of how old mm-hmm. these characters are, which we yeah. haven't really had before. No, it's interesting. Uh, Dalinar calls out, well, he's, he's um, in, in the next um, paragraph, it says that he's still not sure what to think of the visions. So he's yeah. still having a lot, a lot of doubt about that. Yeah. He said Especially he'll have to confront her. them. Right. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, Elthal calling out to a, a high-ranking officer. Yes, Bright Lord. Mm-hmm. Take the wounded to my war camp. Then tell Taleb to bring the entire camp to alert. Mobilize the remaining companies. Yes, Bright Lord. Bright Lord, what should I tell them to prepare for? Anything. But hopefully nothing. Mm-hmm. I understand, Bright Lord. I love that because he, it, it's just like the, the, like the second he gets back, it's he's, or he's preparing for war. Right. It reminds like me of that. Um, it's like, take, take care of my wounded, like take care right. of my men. So first thing, take care of my men. And next let's get ready for war. Right. It reminds me of that moment, um, at the great fe- at the King's feast, when Sadius was going to reveal the, um, results of the assassination investigation. Right. And Dalinar was like, Adeline, get everyone yes. ready. Everyone mobilized because it might be going down right now. Right now, right. But yeah. I, again, I love that. I love the way that Blackthorn thinks like that. He's, it's so funny for a guy that has so many codes to adhere to. He's yeah. just so ready. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, he so adopts the the idea. I think that you must be as well trained as you can be for war and study it to not use it and to not mm-hmm. go to war. Right. Right. He's, he's, he's that kind of, 
Well, he he actually goes. I'll push back against that a little bit because at the end of the chapter, we'll oh, get that to that later. Thorn, that's true. But he he's he realizes like I can't be the philosopher king. I right. have to be the Blackthorn. Uh-huh. Like diplomacy is not my thing. What I'm good at is training soldiers and making right. war, and so th- right. I will do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, that's, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Well, that's what that well that's what makes Dalinar complicated is because yeah he isn't just Dalinar. He's Bruce Wayne and Batman. It's Dalinar right. and the Blackthorn. Right. You have he's, to reconcile. You have to reconcile those two characters. Yeah, he is the Blackthorn, but he also wishes he didn't need the Blackthorn. Right. 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 Yeah, it's awesome. Ugh. It's so great. It's There's... so great. Yeah, I love <laughs> it's, it. It's awesome. Um, okay, so um, so prepare for war. Uh, Dalinar turns Gallant to march over to the group, a bridgeman. Yeah, he goes over still to Still following in their, their, with their somber, I like this, still following their somber leader, Kaladin, <laughs> yeah. the somber leader. This... Yeah. <laughs> they'd left their bridge as soon as they'd reached the permanent bridges. Um Sadius could send for it eventually. I like the fact that they have seen their bridge to a point and now mm-hmm. it's potentially it's over. Right. They potentially. left it on they the shattered planes. It. They left it on the shattered plane. Yeah. They, they carried it to a point and they've set it down. Mm-hmm. So I, right. I really, I, I paused there thinking about that when reading this and I thought, wow, that must feel really um, unusual for those men. Yeah. But I do like how Dalinar says that he'll make sure to go and get get it. Like it's not going to just sit there and rot. Like for him, he doesn't, he he might not even be doing that for them. He's doing that for him. This is the bridge that saved him and his men. So he'll make sure to go and grab it. And go and grab it. Yeah. I'm sending my wounded back to the camp. Dalinar says, you should go with them. He's saying this to Calvin. You're confronting Sadius? I must. I will buy your freedom when when I do. But I'm staying with you, Kaladin says. Me too, says a hawk-faced man. I should send you back, you says Kaladin. The hawk-faced man? That's, um... Yeah. Uh, Moash. Um, Moash. Uh, Moash? Yeah, yeah he's the, the one who's described as a hawk-faced man. Hawk-faced yeah. man, like the yeah. pointy. Um, I should send you back. What? Another uh, older bridgeman says with a short gray beard, you can't risk That's yourself. Teft. That's Teft. But we can't. We have men back at Sadius's camp. We need to get them out. At the very least, we need to stay together and see this thing through. Mm-hmm. Well, if they wouldn't go, Dalinar wouldn't force them. Yeah. He continued to ride. And soon, close to a thousand of Dalinar's soldiers broke off and marched south to the war camp. And then he sees two figures standing mm-hmm. in the forefront, Renarin and Navani. Yeah. What are they doing in Sadius's war camp, Adeline says. I don't know, Dalinar says. Renarin was there waiting, and Dalinar rejoiced. For once, the boy was displaying outright joy. Yeah. Dalinar swung free from the saddle and embraced his son. I love this moment. And he Father, goes, Father! You live! Oh, God, dude. Did you just do the voice? I was about to say his, you, uh, do his voice. That's and not you... how he says it? Or... Sean, you sure? no. Because I'm reading it. I have it right in my book. Maybe it's this not... is different in the hardcover no. than in the paperback. But... In a high, in a high, no, it doesn't say Renarin says, father, you live in a high pitched squeaky it voice. It says, father, Renarin said in a weird voice. No, it says right here, 
father renarin says in a weird voice in a you shrie- live uh, saying saying father you live in uh, <laughs> as a shrieking mouse <sighs> sorry i i renarin, wrote it down in my notes you, i had to do it one more time before the book was <clears> over <throat> you're ruining renarin we, we need to do I'm, a separate cat i apologize to uh, ari zoo uh one of our patrons <laughs> she uh she hates it whenever I do the voice, but um, supports the show anyway, so I guess it's not so bad. <laughs> well, we I, you, am, I am with her. I don't think that that's how Renarin sounds. Okay. But All right. well, anyways. So agree to disagree on this one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I like this. Uh, uh, this is, um, this is uh, Dalinar speaking now to Navani. You weren't even worried, were you? Worried, she asks. I was terrified. Uh, she says, it appears that I was missed mm-hmm. as the two of them are exchanging. Um, now, are they exchanging a hug or not? No, 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 no. And then Dalinar found himself grabbing her in an embrace. Right. He had to be careful uh, as he was in Shardblade, but the gauntlets let him feel the silk of her dress. Right. But it says here, it appears that I was missed. The, the others are watching. He says, I don't care. Yeah, he doesn't care anymore. It appears I was very much missed. On the battlefield, yeah. he says gruffly, I thought I would die, and I yeah. realized it was all right. I've spent too much of my time worrying about what other people think, Navani. When I thought my time had arrived, I realized that all my worrying had been wasted. In the end, I was pleased with how I had lived my life. And I had only two regrets, one for you and one for Renarin. So you're saying mm-hmm. you can die and I would be all right? No, what I'm saying is... That I faced eternity and I saw peace there. That will change how I live. Without all the guilt? Being me, I doubt mm-hmm. I'll, I'll banish it entirely. The end was peace, but living, that is a tempest. Still, yeah. I see things differently now. It is time to stop letting myself be shoved around by lying men. I keep thinking of I one of that. my visions. The latest one where I met Noadon. He rejected my suggestion that he write down his wisdom. There's something there, something I need to learn. What? I don't know yet, but I'm close to figuring it out. He wished for the plate to be gone, to be separated from her. Sorry, to not be separated from her by the metal. So he's just wanting to be closer and closer to her in this moment. And I just, I loved that conversation. So I'm sorry I had to read it. It's just, I loved it. No, it's good. That's um, a good one. This is what he remember that he he had that moment on the battlefield where he realized he, like everything kind of clicked into place yeah. and he wasn't going to be afraid to be who he was right. anymore. Yeah. This is him telling her, "I'm not going to be afraid to be me anymore." Right. I can't let this come to bloodshed. He keeps thinking. Father Adeline says, "Don't summon your blade. This will not come to blows." This yeah. is when he's approaching Sadius. Sadius abandoned you, didn't he? Navani says. He didn't just abandon us, Adeline says. He set us up and then betrayed us. But we survived, Dalinar says. He won't attack us here, but he might try to provoke us. Keep your word. Right. Oh, sorry, keep your sword as missed, Adeline. And don't let our troops make any mistakes. Right, because Adeline oh, is a hothead, so he could be the... Yeah. Uh, Dalinar will be able to keep us cool, but right. Adeline's the one that Sadius could poke the bear right. and get him to draw right. a sword, right? So, so Dalinar, you're right. So Dalinar is further stacking the deck to try to ensure that doesn't happen. 
Right. By addressing Adeline's, you know, I guess, hot-headedness. Yeah. Um, Sadia stands ahead. Someone had burned an enormous uh, glyph. So this is um, Dalinar noticing that, that what uh, Navani had done, justice. Mm-hmm. And treading upon justice, Sadia says, Dalinar, old friend, it appears that I overestimated the odds against you. I apologize for retreating when you were still in danger, but the safety of my men came first. I'm certain you understand. Sean, can I just say, like, what a, like, like, I don't think a villain could have said anything in that moment, considering, like, so perfectly that just angered me so much when I was reading this. I just thought, I know, right? Wow. He's being so cordial about everything. And then Dalinar says, of course, you did what you had to do. And I have to I have to admit, Brendan, Mr. Sanderson, when he wrote that, I, I was shocked that that was Dalinar's response at first. I well, was he shocked. has to play the game too. Right? I know the he game does. is being played in openness right now. This is um, before they're 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 still a little bit farther away from each other. So they're not close enough to be able to whisper right. yet. So they're having to be cordial because they are in Sadius's camp. Right. Right? Sadius's men are literally not tired because they didn't do fuck all on the tower. And Dalinar's men are depleted and all exhausted. So Dalinar, Dalinar has says, to play it safe here. I need to know why. Right. Too quietly for um, Can we talk for a second hear. about how this is, they, before you yeah, says I need to know why, they, they get closer. They get close enough to be able to whisper to each other so they can have a private conversation. Mm-hmm. And they're literally standing on this glyph of justice. Right. Treading on justice. See, right. See, he was tre- like Sadius was treading on it when this encounter happened. Right. You know what I mean? So but I feel like justice has arrived. When Dalinar arrives, justice has arrived. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now they're, you know, it's just this the the, the symbolism or whatever is just yeah. amazing. Like it's just it's so great. Well, I, I think I think what it also says is that justice will be done. Right. Right. Because he says it, later, or Dalinar says earlier, like, I will get my vengeance eventually. Mm-hmm, like, I'm not, I can't mm-hmm. do it now, but I, I will get I it. I will get it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to know why. So, yeah, he asked, Dalinar and asks why. Here, you want to do a little bit this, of, uh, let's do a quick little back and forth here. Oh, sure. You play one sure. and I'll play the other. Sure. Remember? Okay. Who, who, hold on. Wait, wait. This is funny. at the beginning of the book. Yes. I said to you, we did a, Okay. I said, oh, we did this thing where you played Dalinar, I played Sadius, and then I said to you, oh, there's another part later on in the book where we're going to do it again with these two characters. Sure. And you were like, oh, that means they both survived the, the, near the end of the book. And then I had to like kind of backpedal and I was like, oh, um, yeah. yeah. well, no, I actually meant, uh, yeah. you know, and then I said that was another uh, there was another chapter somewhere mid book that I said that was the part that I meant, right, right. I lied then. That was a lie. <laughs> this is the part that I had meant you originally. Li- you, you light eyes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> you lying light eyes. You light eyes. So who you do you want to play here? Um, I think, well, if we did it the other way, why don't you be Dalinar and I will be Sadius? Okay. So we don't have to really say the descriptions unless they're like poignant. No. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, let's just do the uh, the, the dialogue. Um, I need to know why he said too quietly to Sadius. Because of my oath, old friend. What? We swore something together years ago. Protect Elokar. Protect this kingdom. That's what I was doing. We had the same purpose. 
And we were fighting together, Sadius. It was working. Yes, but I'm confident I can beat the Parshendi on my own now. Everything we've done together, I can manage by splitting my army into two. One to race on ahead, a larger force to follow. I had to take this chance to remove you. Dalinar, can't you see? Gavilar died because of his weakness. I wanted to attack the Parshendi from the start, conquer them. He insisted on a treaty, which led to his death. Now you're starting to act just like him. Those same ideas, the same ways of speaking. Through you, you begin to infect Elokar. He dresses like you. He talks of the codes to me, and of how perhaps we should enforce them through all the war camps. He's beginning to think of retreating. And so you'd have me think this an act of honor? Not at all. I have struggled for years to become Elokar's most trusted advisor. But there was always you, distracting him, holding his ear despite my every effort. I won't pretend this was only about honor, though there was an element of that to it. In the end, I just wanted you gone. This is you again. But you are going insane, old friend. You may name me as a liar, but I did what I did today as a mercy. A way of letting you die in glory rather than watching you descend further and further. By letting the Parshendi kill you, I could protect Elokar from you and turn you into a symbol to remind the others what they're really doing here. Your death might have become what finally united us. Ironic, if you consider it. Dalinar breathed in and out. It was hard not to let its anger and his indignation consume him. Then tell me one thing. Why not pin the assassination attempt on me? Why clear me if you were only looking to betray me later on? Bah. Nobody would really believe that you tried to kill the king. They'd gossip, but they wouldn't believe it. Blaming you too quickly would have risked implicating myself. I think Elokar knows who tried to kill him. He's admitted as much to me, though he won't give me the name. What? Delinar thought. He knows? But how? Why not tell us who? Dalinar adjusted his plans. He wasn't certain if Sadius was telling the truth, but if he was, he could use this. He knows it wasn't you. I could read that much in him. Though he doesn't realize how transparent he is, blaming you would have been pointless. Elokar would have defended you, and I might very well have lost the position of High Prince of Information but it did give me a wonderful opportunity to make you trust me again. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, That's not brutal. If it means brutal. If it means anything, Sadia says, I'm fond of you. I really am. But you are a boulder in my path and a force working without realizing it to destroy Gavilar's kingdom. When the chance came along, I took it. It wasn't simply a convenient opportunity. You set this up, Sadius. I planned, but I'm often planning. I don't always act on my options. Today I did. Well, you've shown me something today, Sadius. Shown it to me by the very act of trying to remove me. And what is that? You've shown me that I'm still a threat. 
So yeah, this uh, this little conversation is you. Uh, Sadius almost makes you believe that he was right. I know. You know, Dalinar's Dude, going crazy. He's going, going down cra- the same road as Gavilar. It's like he chose his death for the for the right reason. Right. Like, you 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 are destroying this kingdom. It is you that's getting in the way with your with your codes. You're thinking of retreating now. This means you know mm-hmm. fewer fewer gem hearts. Like we what we're not going to fight on the shattered plains anymore. It's a huge loss um, financially to the um, high princes and to the kingdom and. And so it's like your friend, this old friend, is thinking, mm-hmm. well, if you must go, then I will gain your trust, I will betray you, you will die, and as a result, you'll become this this symbol of, of hope and, and reminder right. to um, the kingdom of, you know, why they're there, why they should still continue fighting in Gavilar's name. And so, I mean, he he presents a really twisted and yet brilliant, brilliantly um, astute. Yeah. Like he's, he's so well-spoken. Might have become what finally united us. Yeah. That stings, dude. Unite them. That stings. Unite them with your death. It's almost like Sadius knows that he's thinking unite them all the time and he's using that against them. Right. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because he yeah, even says ironic it, if you consider it. Yeah. Like, oh my God, dude, this guy. Yeah, we have a change of point of view here. Kaladin stands uh, to the side of Dalinar's soldiers exhausted with the other members of Bridge Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how Sadius spares them a glance. He says. spares them a glance. Yeah. So there's that, yeah. but there's one little thing here I want to say. Matal is there and he's looking yeah. over at Kaladin and he's thinking, geez, I am going to be dealt with the same way that they dealt with Lamoril. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he says, and then he's thinking, I should have killed Kaladin right at the start. And then yeah. it says, they tried and they failed. Yeah. It's awesome. Love that. It's so great. Um, yeah. Uh, he didn't know what had happened to him, uh, what had gone on with Sill with the words in his head. It seemed right. that Stormlight worked better for him now, more right. potent, more powerful. So, yeah, Kaladin, I can't even imagine what he's thinking. That Because, what, this is his um, second or third time using Stormlight in this way, in this... Um, it's probably like, it's, you know... I think it's I the mean, second... Well, we we had that uh, that flashback with Tien's death, and there was yeah. that odd thing that happened. So he's been using yeah. it for years now, odd without that. unconsciously using it. Odd that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I think that consciously using Stormlight, it was probably a handful of times because they said that he they right. had gone yes. on like six bridge runs. Um, before, like when he did it by himself and the tower battle, he, they had gone on like six bridge runs where he was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm, like he was wearing mm-hmm. the carapace armor and dodging. So I think that you could say that he's probably done it like a handful and a half times, like seven, eight times maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty disheartening here. He says, um, he's thinking about, um, being set free and he's like, you know, he, he promised. Yeah. He promised he would set us free. And yet, where had the promises of Light Eyes gotten Kaladin so far in his past? Right. 
Sadius speaks up. Well, your men um, are obviously tired, Dalinar. We can speak about uh, we can speak later about what went wrong, though I think it is safe to assume that our alliance has proven unfeasible. We can speak later about what went wrong. Right. <laughs> unfeasible, Dalinar says. A kind way of putting it. I will take these bridgemen with me to camp. I'm afraid I cannot part with them. Well, surely they aren't yeah. worth much to you. Name your price. I'm not looking to sell. I will pay 60 Yeah, because he wants to kill bromes. them all. That's right. why. I, ultimately, you're right. I will pay 60 emerald bromes per man. <laughs> not for a thousand each, Dalinar. Yeah. Sadius says, take your soldiers and go. Leave my property here. Do not press me on this, Sadius. Dalinar is not backing down. I thought, I I wasn't sure how this was going to play out, but it's amazing. Do not press you, Sadius says? Yeah. What kind of threat is that? Leave my camp. It's obvious that there is nothing more between us. If you try to steal my property, I will have every justification in attacking you. This is, he's being, he's acting indignant now. Oh, you're the one who's in the wrong. Right. Right. You're trying to take my property. Um, so Dalinar, oh, Kaladin froze, then spun around. Dalinar Colon was holding his massive shard blade. So again, first time reader, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Blackthorn. Yeah. Like the, he's, he is literally going to cut Sadius's like head off. Like, I, I just thought I, I it like, was over. I like this from Cal's uh, point of view here because he's like, Dalin, uh, he's thinking, Dalinar stood in place. He looked confident though Kaladin saw no reason why. And another mm-hmm. promise dies. Kaladin right. thought, turning away. In the end, for all his good intentions, intentions, this Dalinar Colin was the same as the others. And that's when he yep. turns around to walk away because he's just like, fuck right. this guy. Yeah, fuck and this And then it. everyone yep. gasps in surprise when Dalinar summons his, uh, his blade, right? His armor steamed faintly, stormlight rising from this. the cracks. There's this I like know, really amazing. epic kind of visual here. Yeah, it's for so, some reason. I, it's going to sound crazy to me, but I, I was—I guess it's the film, the film buff in me—that I'm always thinking, like when it's dripping with water. You, 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 you know the aliens. Um, yeah. In 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 alien and yeah. aliens, you, you know how their mouths drip with like water. It's almost like this watery. Yeah, like that's I'm always thinking like, like the sword saliva. when it's like. Well, I, I, I suppose the other the other image. I don't know why that image comes to mind. I just maybe it's because I'm got aliens in the brain but the other image that also is that it's almost like you're pulling the sword from the lake right like it like you're pulling excalibur right and it's mm-hmm. just dripping with water I, I wonder if that was maybe a thought that brandon mr sanderson had when Possibly. coming up with these ideas um um at, at any rate um i thought it was game over for sadius i thought i thought that um and i was wrong uh, I was really wrong. I did not anticipate this next bit at all. So well, Sadius, th- Sadius st- stumbles back, eyes wide. He thinks that Dalinar yeah. is going to attack him. He is going to kill and him. Adeline yeah. reaches his hand to the side, apparently starting to summon his blade too. Like yes, everyone yep. thinks Father, it's on. It's on. But yeah. Dalinar took one step forward, and then he drives his blade point first into the middle of the blackened glyph on the stone. For the bridgeman, he says, he literally put Oathbringer into justice. Right. Because he drove it in the stone. Yeah. 
where the glyph was. And he says, for the bridgeman. What? Sadius yeah. says. The blade. The blade. In exchange for your bridgeman, all of them. Everyone you have in camp. They become mine. Not, not just bridge four. Right. Every Everyone you have in camp. They become mine to do with as I please. Never to be touched by you again. In exchange, you get the sword. This weapon is worth fortunes, cities, palaces, kingdoms. Do we have a deal? Father, no, Adeline says. You, Delanche, uh, I think he raises a hand to silence him. Do we have a deal? Yeah. Sadius is looking at, he stares at Kaladin. Take the storming creatures. He agrees. He, Dalinar has always known this about Sadius, that Sadius just wasn't able to win himself a shard blade. He's got the plate, but he was never able to win himself a shard blade. And this is among all things, the thing that Sadius wants the most. And to take Dalinar's sword from him is even more of a victory for him. I know. I mean, okay. So we have to talk about that. So (laughs) it's so incredibly, it's the exact opposite of what you would think would happen. Right. That, that your, your, your enemy that you're trying to kill now becomes the one who gives you a sword of power. Yeah. (laughs) And not just any sword. I mean, I mean, like these things aren't just swords. You know what I mean? Like these are, these are. No, they're not. They're not just swords. You are totally right. Like, like the concept of a shard blade is, it goes well beyond the word sword. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's way more than a sword. It's, it's way more than an S word. Yes. It's, um, he, but Dalinar is, seems satisfied with this. I was shocked. When I was reading this. Absolutely shocked. And he says, let's go. They're worthless. You know, Sadia says, you're of the 10 fools, Dalinar colon. Don't you see how mad you are? This will be remembered as the most ridiculous decision ever made by an Alethi high prince. Okay, so Dalinar, Dalinar didn't look back. He walks up to Kaladin. I want to, I want to, I want to rest on that on that statement for a second. Oh, okay, I know, isn't it crazy? He says, he says, um, "You're the ten fools, Dalinar Colin. Don't you see how mad you are? This will be remembered as the most ridiculous decision ever made by an Alethi print high prince." In reality, yeah. I read a lot of fantasy. And our listeners probably read a lot of fantasy too. And what Sadius doesn't realize is that this will be remembered as one of the most fucking awesome moments in all of fantasy book history. So Sadius is literally saying the op, like Sadius is saying this is, this is going to be remembered as the most ridiculous decision anyone's ever made in Alethi uh, by an Alethi high prince. Mm -hmm. In reality, for us, the reader, this is one of the most epic moments ever in any fantasy I've ever read when he gives right. up the most prized thing in the universe to save Fort a bunch Bridgman. of, like, yeah. slaves. It's the most amazing thing. So when Sadius says that, it's actually literally the reverse. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah. it... <laughs> Can you say gush much? Like, we're, I think I'm, I'm gushing. Gush. Um... Gather your things and the men you left behind. I will send troops with you to act as guards. Leave the bridges and come swiftly to my camp. Yeah. You will be, you will be safe there. You have my word of honor on it. So what a moment for Kaladin. Yeah. He says, wait, you, 
you the what just what just happened? Dalinar turns to him and says, "I don't know what um, has been done to you. I can only guess what your life has been like, but know this: you will not be bridgemen in my camp, nor will you be slaves." Right. But what is a man's life worth? Dalinar asks. The slave masters say one is worth about two emerald bromes, Kaladin says. And what do you say? Kaladin says, a life is priceless. Quoting his quoting father. His, quoting his father. Yeah, as he Dalinar does. Dalinar smiles and says, coincidentally, that is the exact value of a shard blade. So today you and your men sacrificed to buy me 2,600 priceless lives, and all I had to repay you with was a single priceless sword. I call that a bargain. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You really? I mean, that, I mean, <laughs> I call that a bargain. I mean, come on. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, how does Sanders, like, how does he write this dialogue? It's amazing. You think it was a good trade, uh, do you? For my honor? He, the way he says it, he says, you really think it was a good trade, don't you? Like, yeah. like he, Cal can't even like, believe. Dalinar actually yeah. thinks this. Yeah, exactly. For my honor, he says, unquestionably. Go and lead your men to safety, soldier. Later tonight, I will have some questions for you. Mm-hmm. You said you'd take care of Sadius. This was what you intended? This wasn't taking care of Sadius, Dalinar says. This was taking care of you and your men. I still have work to do today. And we had another point of view change. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to move off this for a second here. I have a couple of points oh, you I want to make. Okay. Yeah. Um. So this. <laughs> this is the, the long podcast. This is the um peak of our Dalinar and Kaladin vis-a-vis yeah. comparison. We've been talking yeah. about it all pod. Yeah. We've been talking about it the whole uh, whole book about how these yeah. two men's journeys in this novel are very very similar. And we get they these are. two two of the most important decisions that Dalinar and Kaladin make in this novel is to give up a shard blade. Cal gives it up. Yeah. And ends up yeah. getting all of his men killed. Dalinar gives it up to save all of Cal's men. Yes. And, yeah. and you know, there are probably only two people on all of Roshar that would actually give up a shard blade because it's, we were just talking, it's just an amazing yeah. item. There's only two yeah. people in existence and it's these two guys. Another thing is that um, it's inconceivable even to Kaladin that that Dalinar would do this right. for these bridgemen. But what what Kaladin doesn't realize is that Kaladin is the is the one who saw the value of Bridge Four. Right. He's the one who saw the value there. But Kaladin, I suppose the question is, who saw the value in Kaladin then? Right. Like, and that's that's Dalinar. And I think Kaladin is kind of still wrestling with that, especially coming from a light eyes. Exactly. I think um, that's that's where that that <clears throat> that um, you really think it was a good trade, don't you? Comes from is is the mm-hmm. light eyes uh, uh, the light eyesness of it. Like Cal right. gave up a shard. Uh, uh, Kaladin gave up his shard blade, and yes. knows that he, it was right for him to do it, even though it cost his men all of their lives. It was right for him mm-hmm. to do it because he didn't want to be like that. And right. but he can't fathom that a light eyes would do yeah. the same kind of thing yeah right no no i know it's 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 nice that 
Kaladin has this figure in his life. Mm-hmm. It's a really special moment. Yeah, it's it, it's particularly good. I call that a bargain. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I suppose maybe that would be an alternative title to this to this chapter. It could have been called a bargain. A bargain. Yeah, it could have been. Now that we've dwelled on it a little bit, yeah. And now that we've dwelled on it a little bit. Um, point of view changed. Dalinar found uh, King Elokar in his palace. The door uh, shut with a snap. And his mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, the, the king says, Good, I wanted to speak with you. Do you know of these rumors about you and my mother? I realize that nothing untoward could be happening, but I do worry about what people are thinking. Honestly, uncle, I'm growing very into- uh, intolerant of your reputation in camp. What they're saying reflects poorly on me, you see trails off um is everything all right my door guards reported some kind of mishap with your plateau assault today but my mind was full of thoughts did i miss anything vital <laughs> yes Dallin understatement says, this is the most amazing moment right here guys oh, or sorry Sean. <laughs> guys am i talking i guess i'm talking to the y- folks you're service. talking to me and you're talking to everyone I'm else i'm talking to you and the listeners okay um <laughs> did i miss anything vital yes Dallinar says then he raised his leg and kicked the king in the chest. Yeah. I the literally stopped reading and again, Sanderson did it. Like, I did not expect that at all. Yeah. I had, I, I, like, him kicking his nephew, the king, was the least, like, I, I, I just didn't, I, I couldn't have imagined it. And like, yet what it was the fuck is he doing? Elokar hits the floor, his breastplate slightly cracked. Dalinar steps up to him and delivers another kick to the king's side, cracking the breastplate again. Guards to me, guards! But nobody came because they're right. loyal to Dalinar. Dalinar kicked they again are. and Elokar cursed, catching his boot. What's wrong with you, uncle? You're mad. Guards, assassin is, uh, is in the king's chambers. Guards! Elokar tried to run <laughs> for the door, but Dalinar threw his shoulder against the king, tossing the younger man to the ground again. Dalinar kicked the king's hand just as the shard blade dropped uh, to it. Yeah, I like the this. The blow knocked the blade free because he's trying to summon the the, uh, the blade that the king is. And it dissolved yeah. back into mist immediately. The next blow shattered Elokar's breastplate into an explosion of molten shards. They won't come, yeah, Elokar, he's, Dalinar he's, says. He's pretty much, Dalinar is pretty much punching and kicking the breastplate yeah. to break it apart. To break it apart. And he does break it. They're my men, and I left them with orders not to enter or let anyone else enter, no matter what they heard, even if that included pleas from uh, from you. They are my men, Elokar. I trained them. I placed them there. They've always been loyal to me. Why, Uncle? Why? I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad. What are you doing? Please, please tell me. He's weeping, dude. He's like crying. He's like, please tell me what, like, what's going on. The girth on your horse during the hunt. You cut it yourself, didn't you? It's still giving me goosebumps, dude. The saddles were switched before you came to my camp. You did that because you didn't want to ruin your favorite saddle when it flew three of the horse. You were planning for it to happen. You made it happen. That's why you've been so certain that the girth was cut. Someone was trying to kill me, but I, I wouldn't believe it. But, but you wouldn't believe it. I, I worried it might be you. So I decided you cut your own strap. To create a visible, obvious-seeming attempt on your life. Something that would get me or Sadius to investigate. Don't you realize what you did, Elkar? Hold on, hold on You brought here. suspicion whoa, whoa, whoa. on me from... Don't rush through this for a second here. 
Because oh, he crazy, says, dude. I love it. He says, you cut your own strap to create a visible, obvious seeming attempt on your life. And then mm-hmm. Elikar hesitates and then nods. Then so he nods says, again. he's yeah. pretty much saying, yes, I did. And then for you, my friend, this is for you. Yeah. I'm giving you a triumphant slow clap. You fucking called this thing in like the, the fourth chapter or wherever the first time we get <laughs> Elokar when that scene happens on the hunt. You called this like a whole book ago. Well, I, I did, but I, I will say this. I Again, it's like all my little theories. They're just theories. And I didn't know. Right. And I certainly didn't anticipate this confrontation about it. Of course. And and I didn't know the reason why Elokar did it. And I'm still kind of, to be honest with you, even covering it with you now, I still am not clear as to why Elokar did it. Elokar is very paranoid. We have, there's a few things we have to understand about, about uh, um, his, his mental state, right? Um, he, he's paranoid because an assassin killed his father. <clears throat> Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, of course. We also know from the uh, the duel that they watched uh, Adeline fight, um, Elokar, the king, uh, admitted to Sadius and Dalinar that he's been seeing strange things in the mirror. Remember? Right. With uh, yeah. um, strange yeah. lined symbols as heads. Yes, the same visions that Shalon was having. Right. So he's been seeing really fucked up things in the mirror. He's thinking he's seeing assassins everywhere. His father was assassinated. Right. So he's a very, very paranoid person. Mm-hmm. And so he starts thinking, you know, he's been telling Dalinar probably for months, listen, I think I'm seeing some, some assassins. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're and everywhere. D- Dalinar's like, don't worry about it, man. Like, there's no assassins. Like, literally, there's no one around. I, I've checked. You're all good. So, repeatedly, Elokar is telling him there's something wrong. Dalinar's not taking him seriously. So, Elokar's like, well, you know what? I'm going to prove to him that someone's trying to kill me because I'm going to set it up to look like someone did. And then maybe he will take me seriously and actually investigate. And, and find out who, and really find did. out who's been stalking me. But his, so his uncle, so Dalinar says, but don't you realize what you did? You yes. brought suspicion on me from across the camps. Of course. You gave Sadius an opportunity to destroy me. And Elkar says, I had to know I couldn't trust anyone. What are the cracked gemstones in your shard plate? Did you, did you place those two? He says, no. Then maybe you did uncover something. I guess you can't be completely blamed. Right. Then you'll, I like this, then you'll let me up. And he says, no. (laughs) If I push, you die. Your ribs crack like twigs. Your heart is smashed like a grape. Nobody would blame me. They all whispered that the Black Thorn should have taken the throne for himself years ago. Your guard is loyal to me. There would be nobody to avenge you. Nobody would care. Do you understand? No. Your paranoia may be unfounded, or it may be well-founded. Either way, you need to understand something. I am not your enemy. So you're not going to kill me? Storms, no. I love you like my son. Yeah. I love that. You have a very odd paternal instinct. We saw that early on in the series, too, when... um, Yeah. The same chapter when Elokar and and Dalinar had that foot race to the the vantage point on the hunt, and they were, like, 
like being family and loving each other and and for Dalinar mm-hmm. it was like you know this is my my brother's son this is like the kind of things I used to do with him when we were kids and like he, when mm-hmm. he says that that's a really strong moment when he says Storms know I love you like a son boy like it's yeah. it gives me goosebumps but you know me man I'm a sucker for father son <laughs> stuff like I you know yeah of course yeah I spent years following you, Dalinar says. I gave you my loyalty, my devotion, and my counsel. I swore myself to you, promising myself, vowing to myself that I would never covet Gavilar's throne. Mm-hmm. All to keep my heart loyal. Despite this, you don't trust me. You pull a stunt like this, like this one with the girth, implicating me, giving your own enemy's position against, against you without knowing it. Well, now you know, Dalinar says. If I'd wanted to kill you, Elikar, I could have done it a dozen times over. A hundred times over. It appears you won't accept loyalty and devotion as proof of my honesty. Well, if you act like a child, you get treated like one. Mm-hmm. You now know. Sorry, you know now for a fact that I don't want you dead. For if I did, I would have crushed your chest and been done with it. Now, do you understand? Like, what a hard, <laughs> what a hard lesson yeah, to, it's like, a tough try lesson to teach to learn. this kid. Yeah, and he says, and, and then he, he nods. He says, good. Tomorrow, you're going to name me High Prince of War. Let's what? talk about this here. Let's 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 uh let's talk about uh his plan here for High Prince of War and everything. What do you oh think about this? God, it's. I think this is absolutely amazing. What I really want to know, though, is what exactly what executive powers does uh, being named High Prince of War give him? Well, I think it makes so, him be the general of everyone because he says like right. they're all going to be mine and it's, as far as I, un- I realize they're all going to be raw recruits they're all mine you right. know what I mean every man in these camps are now mine and right. <laughs> it's awesome he's like Sadius took away you know uh, 7,000 whatever of my men however well you know what I'm going to claim everyone's men they're all going to be mine now <laughs> they're all going to be mine right yeah. Well, I mean, and and uh, if this if this works, it's going to be utterly amazing, right? Uh, he says Sadius betrayed me today. Right. Um, he walks over to get the king's seal. Nearly six thousand of my men were slaughtered. Right, Adel and I barely survived, and Elokar doesn't even know about this. He says what? That's impossible. Yeah, far from it. He saw a chance to pull out, letting the Persheni destroy us. So he did it. A very Alethi thing to do. Ruthless yet still allowing him to feign a sense of honor or morality. So you expect me to bring him to trial? No. Sadius is no worse or no better than the others. This is what we were talking about the other before. High princes. Right. They would betray their fellows if they saw a chance to do it without risking themselves. I intend to find a way to unite them in more than just name. Mm-hmm. Somehow, somehow, he says, tomorrow, once you name me High Prince of War, I will give my plate to Renarin to fulfill a promise I've already given away my blade to fulfill a different one. So now he's going to be weaponless. Right. He's not going to have plate or blade. But he's going to be in charge of everybody. Right. As High Prince of War, I will enforce the codes in all ten camps. Then I'll coordinate the war effort directly determining which armies get to go on to which plateaus all mm. gem hearts will be won by the throne and then distributed as spoils by you 
We'll change this yeah. from a competition to a real war, and I'll use it to turn these armies, uh, these ten armies of ours. Notice how it's ten, ten armies, yeah. and their leaders into real soldiers. Stormfather, they'll they'll kill us. The high princes will revolt. I, I won't last a week. They won't be pleased. That's for certain. And yes, this will involve a great deal of danger. We'll have to be much more careful uh, with our guard. If you're right, someone is already trying to kill you. So we should be doing uh, that anyway. Yeah, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that him becoming high prince of war, I mean, if, if, if it goes through, puts him at high risk, I think. Yeah. I mean, for sure Sadius just, Sadius just proved that, that he can, like, that was such a brilliant maneuver and so well played over so long, like, you know, convincing him about the codes and telling him yeah, that it took him he, weeks he wouldn't need the bridgeman of his own. And like, like he was very patient, very patient. So what makes him think that without plate and shard that he's going yeah. to be able to be safe? I don't know, dude. Like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen next. I like how here, um, Elokar is like, but you said before that it was wrong to force people to follow the codes. And, right. and then Dalinar's like, that's before the almighty lied to oh, me. I know. I underline that line. That was before mm-hmm. the almighty lied to me. Yeah. He is thinking that the, that the visions betrayed him. He is thinking yeah. that. And then he starts saying it, and I think he, this is a really good point. He's like, Noah Don wrote the way of Kings after he forced everyone to do what he wanted. You right. know what I mean? He had to rebuild the, the, the countries, um, and that the way of Kings was an ideal of how to live from now on, but he right. had to force everyone to do what he wanted. It's like, I was treating everyone like adults, but he sh- should have been treating them all like children. I really like that. It says here, the book, yeah, I know, I love that. The book was written to embody an ideal. Right. It was given to people who already had momentum in doing what was right. That was my mistake. Mm -hmm. Before any of this can work, our people need to have a minimum level of honor and dignity. Right. Adeline said something to me a few weeks back, something profound. He asked me what I forced, he asked me why I forced my sons to live up to such high expectations but let others go about their errant ways without condemnation. I had been treating the other high princes and their light eyes like adults. An adult can take a principle and adapt to his needs, but we're not ready for that yet. We're children. Yeah. And when you're teaching a child, you require him to do what is right until he grows old enough to make his own choices. Mm-hmm. The silver kingdoms didn't begin as unified. Yes. Glorious bastions of honor. They were trained that way, raised up like youths nurtured to maturity. I love. Yeah. It's so great. That, this this chapter is unbelievable. Yeah, he's like, we're going to win this war and we're, uh, we're going to turn yeah. Alethkar into a place that people, that men will envy, not because of our military prowess, but because right. people here are safe and because justice reigns. reigns. I like that. Yes. And we're going to do oh, it yeah. or you and I are going to die trying, die in the attempt. And then Alethkar's like, yeah. you say you that say with that eagerness. With yeah. And I like how he says, I because I finally know exactly what to do. And then that's when we were, this is what we were talking about before, about how I was trying to be Nohadon, the peacemaker, the, ph- the philosopher, peacemaker. but he's like, I'm not, right. that's not who I am. I'm the I'm black, the black thorn. thorn. I'm a general right. and I'm a warlord. Like I, I don't have talent for backroom politics. I'm good right. at training men. And to, this is yep. where, this is again, starting tomorrow, tomorrow, every man tomorrow. in these camps will be mine. The, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're <laughs> raw recruits. I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's so funny. 
Yeah. Or you could take my sword, but I'll be taking your bridgeman. And right. tomorrow I'll be taking all of your men too. <laughs> exactly. They're all mine now. I Amazing. love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, um, uh, assuming After I made the proclamation. After that announcement goes out. Then... Just... Sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, it's okay. Dalinar says, yeah, you will make the proclamation. And in return for doing it, I promise to find out who's trying to kill you. So I guess uh, Alucar cutting the strap sort of worked. I mean, Dalinar finally is investigating it, so I guess the the, the long game ended, ended up paying off for so, Alucar. So does it? So does this sort of confirm that there still is a potential? Yeah, assassin? because he says, "Did you put the cracked gemstones in your own armor?" And he armor? said, "No." And he said, "No." He's right. like, "Okay, well then you might have stumbled on something here, because the cut girth right. strap is one thing, but flawed thing, yeah. gemstones in your armor on a Chasmfiend hunt." could definitely result in your death so someone did try to kill you yeah so there's i like how um the mystery of who cut the uh, the the strap is over but now there's still another mystery with this yeah 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 yeah. it'll carry over right i like it a lot i think it's really cool yeah me too um, Dalinar's smile widens. He says, uh, so Elicar is saying after, um, after the announcement goes out, discovering who's trying to kill me, uh, will become easy. You can put every name in the war camps on the list. Yeah. At least we won't have to guess. Don't be so glum, nephew. You learned something today. Your uncle doesn't want to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he just wants to make me a target for your own good son. I've got some plans on how exactly to keep you alive. I like that. I like, there's like a, it's like a little hint. And then he, something and then he opens up the doors and he's like, he's... He, Sorry, what's that? I just, he says, I've got some plans on how to exactly to keep you alive. Like he, mm-hmm. he's bringing something up, but not telling us yet. So he's got something cooking. Yeah. 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 He opens up the doors and lets in the other guards and, and others that are waiting outside. <laughs> yeah. He says, he's just fine. See, Dalinar turns. Oh, and Elikar, your mother and I are now courting. You'll want to start getting used to that. We're getting, yeah. <laughs> he says, you'll want to start growing accustomed to that. I mean, this was absolutely the Dalinar I wanted in this chapter, and yeah. I got him in spades. Oh, uh, it's so great. So the last paragraph, most everything was still wrong. He was still furious at Sadius, pained by the loss of so many of his men, confused at what to do with Navani, dumbfounded by his visions, and daunted by the idea of bringing the war camps to unity. But at least now he had something to work with. Yeah. It's so great, dude. Ugh, like, I just, this buddy. this POV is fantastic. He walks in there, kicks the shit out of the king, tells the king he could <laughs> kill know. him, says to him, listen, I know you did that fucking thing with the uh, the, the, <laughs> the strap. I'm not going to kill you. I could have killed you all the time. You're going to make yeah. me high prince of war. I'm taking over everything. And also, I'm fucking your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and by so the way, funny. your mom and I. Guess what, dude? Um. I'm doing guess, your mom. Guess, guess what? I just kicked your ass, and now I'm going to go tap that ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something, uh, it ends, it ends with, it ends with something that like Stifler would have said. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like some, <laughs> off of one of those movies or something. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, the kick, um, I really, it's the kick that really did it for me. Like I was shocked. When yeah. he kicks the king. So it's like, you know, the king's like, oh yeah, so I've heard some things and have I been misled? And is there anything, Yeah. anything mm. I should know? Is there anything? Some uh, small uh, talk, hey. Mm. Yeah. And then he just kicks him to the ground. 
I just uh, I love that. This I mean highlights yeah, in this awesome. chapter. Literally, this chapter is nothing is but fireworks in terms of highlights. It's everywhere. It's in every point of view. Yeah. It's lousy with highlights from Navani's devotion to Renarin mm-hmm. crying to Navani believing and writing the glyph, the justice, and then the confrontation with Sadius, the the duplicitous behavior, yeah. the um, the um, offering up the the uh, the shard blade and and sticking it into the stone in the glyph as Sadius Everything. tramples on justice, and meanwhile. You know, Kaladin's doubting that this light eyes is going to live up, and he does. He does live up to what he said. So, like, it's so an that amazing said, then, moment for them. What if you if you're saying this whole chapter is a highlight? What is um what is the like a uh, one above all? Like, what's the what's the one thing oh. in here that you love the most above all of them? And you know, in rereads and as you discover this whole series, you might change your mind on this. But like for this chapter. What what's your favorite thing in this chapter? What's your highlight? If I'm forcing you to make a choice. If 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 you're forcing me to make a choice, it I guess it would be um oh, it's it's way too hard to choose. It's way too hard. I guess I'll just I'll, I'll pick the kick. Okay. Like because like it shocked you so king, much. Kicking the king because it really it did shock me. Like did it shock me that um Sadius spoke in the way that he did? No, but it also got me really upset. So I was also thinking about Brandon, Mr. Sanderson, like getting like, how dare you write such frustrating dialogue yeah. with this Sadius character? Like, oh, he's so eloquent. I wanna... And, and I, I, I think so my eloquent. highlight is, yeah. you know, it's funny because if I, if you would have asked me what my highlight was upon first reading this novel, like years and years yeah. and years ago, I would have yeah. said when Gavilar gives up the sword to save this Bridgman. Like, of course. Right. Yeah, but yeah. really studying it and like breaking it apart. I think my highlight is how well Brandon, the Mr. Sanderson is writing Sadius's dialogue. Yeah. He almost makes yeah. you believe he did it. He yes. did something right. You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. He's a very great character. Even this is why I've told you this whole time. I'm like, man, Sadius is so awesome. But you were like, well, the like greatest... at the beginning, even though Adeline thinks he's a dick, and like throughout the whole book, he's kind yeah. of a dick. He's so great. Yeah. He's so well written. He's so well, and and it goes to that uh, that adage that the 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 greatest trick the devil ever played is to uh, convince you that he doesn't exist. Right. So to I think speak that was so eloquently Kaiser and have Soze, such a great it? argument like that, what better way to prove that Sadius isn't even a threat? It's <laughs> yeah. like Downer. What are you What are you talking about? Like I right. did this for, I did this because we swore an oath to to. Right. The kingdom. Right. And you were veering away from that. And you're veering away from it. Mm-hmm. So you're the threat to the kingdom. So right. I have to, and I have to act on my oath. Mm-hmm. Like what better way to, uh, to blur the lines of truth? Like, wow. I think the last straw for Sadius in this whole, in this book, like he said, I've had plans for a while. Right. But I don't always act on all those plans. Right. But I think the last straw for Sadius is that scene. Uh, we sort of talked about it earlier at the at Adeline's duel when they're sitting there, and Dalinar finally is able to put into words why he would retreat from this war, 
And Elokar's like, oh, if you had just said it that way to me before, I would have listened to you. Like, that makes a lot of sense. And then Sadius is like, right. what? You can't You can't be seriously considering retreating from this war. I think that's yeah. the moment when Sadius is like, okay, I got to do something about this. And you know why? It's because it's at that moment that... that um that Dalinar was getting the ear of the king, right? Truly getting the right. ear, and he was actually maybe potentially considering actually retreating. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you yeah. know what? I won't ever retreat from. I won't ever ever retreat from an info dump. <laughs> an info dump. Yeah, okay. I will never do it. In info dump, <laughs> my little info dump. Um. So yeah, uh, we have a little bit. I said earlier that we would talk a little bit do more your about info the info blade. dump. That you you just love the dump. Um, I like it. I think we should like get it. bumper stickers, dude. We should get bumper stickers saying "I love the dump." We should get Mike to make uh, some. No, we should have bumper stickers that say "Sprenheads." We should. I've been thinking about yeah. maybe a T-shirt that says "Sprenheads," but they all the letters are all different sprens. Like the S could be sill, and the H could be like a, a pain spren hand. If you're listening I to this, like don't it. steal this idea. Um, okay, so info dump. Uh, we let's talk about the shard plate a little bit here because they they get into kind sure. of the technical regrowth yeah. stuff. It says that yes. uh, it's going to take days to regrow the gauntlet from right. Dalinar shard plate, mm-hmm. but it actually could take longer than that if the Parshendi find the gauntlet and try to regrow the rest On of the end. armor from it. Right, which is possible, which is crazy. Right. So it's this crazy. Yeah, this yeah. is amazing that this can be done. But Dalinar says that as long as they keep pumping his armor with stormlight into the gems, that the Parshendi's yeah. version of his armor, the gauntlet, would just break away and crumble. Right. So I've been thinking a lot about this and what this means technically, and I think it's because the gauntlet probably has a gemstone on it that can mm-hmm. be infused with stormlight. And if that gemstone in that uh, that gauntlet is infused with stormlight, it will use that stormlight to start regrowing slowly, and you have to keep pumping it right. in, pumping it in. But Dalinar's the rest of Dalinar's armor has more gemstones than the one gemstone the gauntlet has, and so uh, so it's like this, almost this tug of war. One side you have most of the shard plate with all these stormlight uh, right, uh, infused right. gemstones pulling on one side and you've only, on the other side of the the rope you've only got one gemstone with one, one amount of infused uh, uh, stormlight trying to regrow it on the other side so right. it's just that the, the the rest of the armor is just too strong for that one gauntlet to overcome right which is really fucking it's a really awesome in- it's a really interesting yeah it's it it, it is neat i i really like the the idea of the connectivity between the two parts, even though they're severed. Right. Yeah, they're still connected. So I, really, I really like that concept. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, really, really, really cool. Neat. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That was only the really the one. Everything else was all... That's the dump. That's the dump. Wow, that that was a short I one. I was going to bring up the Thath um, uh, glyph and yeah, how it's uh, symmetrical, justice. but we mentioned it in the uh, in the actual uh, show. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, if um, you are listening out there in podcast land and you want to support the show, which I know you do, I know you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of and support us. It's pretty simple. You just do a couple clicks with your little clicky thing and then you, uh, you know, you support us. You get uh, early access to episodes. A couple of clicks. A couple of clickety clickers. It's just a couple of clickety clacking (laughs) clicks away. And then uh, you, yeah, you'll get early access to episodes. You'll get bonus episodes 
episodes, which we are about to record our second one, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to support in other ways, like indirectly, you can always rate and review it wherever you can. That always really helps us. Uh, you can always reach out to us at heroesofhakathra at gmail.com if you have any questions. Um, you can also reach out at Heroes of One on Twitter or follow us on Instagram at the Storm Pod. But I will be following Jack this weekend to a Saturday night D&D adventure where my um, Eldritch Knight fighter, human fighter, uh, Von de la Cruz, is going to um, uh, sail the high seas and try to find his lost parents. I can't wait. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow night. That's another adventure. Well, then, until next time, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Take care, everybody. StormPod is brought to you by Heroes of... Theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by Jack, J, Phil, Mike, and Sean, the heroes of Hakathra.